Hey, welcome back to the name of our podcast, uh, which we're narrowing down. We're going to have to put that in soon. <laughs> uh, I'm Ian, I'm Jewish, and I don't watch Christmas movies. And I'm Felicia, and I love Christmas movies. And we have a treat for everyone today. We watched Dear, Dear Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Dear Christmas, and this is a goodie. This is hot off the presses. Yeah, yeah. Because it premiered yesterday, Ooh. November 27th, on Lifetime, and it stars... Really excited about the cast. Yeah. That's why we, uh, I had to push this up sooner. <laughs> uh, Melissa Joan Hart, Jason Priestley, as well as, uh, I was very happy to see Robin Givens in here as well. Yeah, so all-star cast, three people out of, granted, there were six people had lines in this movie. There, I believe only <laughs> six people had speaking lines in this whole movie. It was basically right as the COVID filming restrictions were lifted so everything was super bare bones it, it it was a skeleton crew with a skeleton cast and they asked the writers apparently to do a rewrite and change scenes and do what they needed to do to keep the actors safe here in california and uh, it focused more on the characters and the story, more than montages and extra set pieces and whatnot. Yeah, so very different from the previous movie we saw. Uh, for a number of reasons, I found it a little more boring because of that. I don't know if that's just a, a, a case of the stars being so big, like neither of them had like any flaws or whatever, but... <laughs> <laughs> it was practically devoid of conflict. Absolutely. There, there were some funny bits, you know, and there were some recurring lines and whatnot, but it was just so vanilla. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you that uh, all the tropes that you normally see or conflict in a movie, this movie had none of it <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. No, that's <laughs> like I. It's aside from it being vanilla, it's hard to find fault with it. It was well made. The characters were as interesting as you'd expect from a movie like this. Uh, Jason Priestley is a hot daddy now, apparently. Uh, which almost almost looked like. <laughs> Sometimes the way you spoke, I was like, oh, is this Ron Swanson's son in Parks and Rec? Like, just with the beard and, like, his cadence and his handiworkness. But uh, none of the anger, I guess. Yeah, no. And uh, I think you're absolutely right. You know, the nice thing about this movie was right off the bat, uh, Melissa Joan Hart who is a podcast host that develops an unexpected romance with a local firefighter during the holidays, who is Jason Priestley, is, oh, the, is the log line. We we forgot the log line, and that's also a bit of a lie. Yes, it's, it completely is. Jason, the Jason Priestley character, does much like the last movie, the heroine in that one, who was also named Natalie, both leading characters, women yeah. characters are named Natalie. That's apparently the basic white girl name <laughs> du jour. Uh, but so they meet where he's a tow truck driver because this 
dumb podcast host. She hosts the most po most popular podcast in the country somehow that just seems to be about a love expert. Yeah, you, and she's a love expert. Yep. Yeah. So somehow she's in Chicago. She decides to road trip it solo to Tahoe, which is a bit strange. I feel like uh, the most popular podcaster. I mean, I'm not saying we're popular podcasters, <laughs> but. I think she could have afforded a plane ticket and rented a car if needed be. But yeah. She did uh, trek it from Chicago to Lake Tahoe. Yeah, they had some some B-roll, I guess. They just wanted to show off. I don't know. But... Or maybe, now that I think about it, maybe they were thinking of COVID. Yeah. Which is why she didn't and fly. And just like no flying. That could be. Her, uh, her sister's husband did fly, though. Oh, so. that's true. Yeah. He had a very business, important business audit. Yeah. You know, those last minute holiday Yeah, audits. you can't see those coming. <laughs> he was also in the movie for all of five minutes. He had maybe half a line. Yeah, yeah. And he pretended to sleep for yeah. the rest of it. So yeah. that was a lot of fun. Uh, so <laughs> Jason Priestley is, his name is Christopher Massey. Massey. Yeah. So they call him Christmas. So he calls himself Mr. Christmas. Because it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> uh, so he's a tow truck driver to pay the bills and a apparently seasonal holiday decorator to pay yes. the bills. And then he volunteers as a firefighter. Correct. And he volunteers as like a musician singer. Oh, that's right. Yep. Um, and, oh, and then he... His passion is making glass art yeah. ornaments. Yeah. So he has two fairly unstable jobs and three hobbies. Uh, somehow he makes it. So I, I honestly, they never said it. But so M Natalie, Melissa's parents are retired financial investors. I did like that little, that little tag of a line like that line of saying oh you retired to be from financial investors because they made a very good investment on a bookstore a tiny bookstore which they now run yeah i uh, guess as a retirement like thing to do because yeah. there is no way that bookstore is gonna make money <laughs> that is not a good investment at all in so, any stretch of the mind i assume they're still just raking in they the had cabinet. a very nice house yeah it was yeah. a very nice set house and jason Priestley's probably like give me some of that so i can quit the tow truck work and just do my art my volunteering and my firefighting um but uh that was never addressed that's my own yeah, that, yeah. canon of like his motivation uh, why you're trying to make jason who jason Priestley, mr christmas uh, you're trying to find fault and yeah. fault in him where there he, is no he fault. He is literally a perfect character. He is a so. perfect character. And here's the funny thing. So is Melissa. Yeah. Who, so is Natalie, who says at the start with her boss, who's played by Robin Givens, that she's completely happy in her career and life and future and, and doesn't really like, she really doesn't seem to struggle with like, needing or wanting a man at all yeah which i really appreciate yeah but she's also not a pessimist she's like oh exactly. true love exists just not really for me yeah so there uh, again no one has anything to play off of. yeah yeah no yeah there, this was definitely a movie that didn't have any of that and uh why i loved it i was like great 
She's a successful yeah. podcaster. They, She's yeah. happy in her life. They didn't force any yeah. drama or like weird situations. Yeah. They're like, just coast back, enjoy this. They had the the classic, they had the cookies scene. Yes. They had the let's do your hobby work together scene yes. with the glass blowing. They had the let's go find a Christmas tree in the woods yes. scene. Yes, yep. Yeah, um, we've been seeing that. That is a really big decision, finding the Christmas tree. Yeah, apparently. I uh, had no idea. You didn't know that finding the perfect Christmas tree is... There's Look, no equivalent. My in, parents uh, have had the same menorah for probably 25 years. So <laughs> you got to find candles, though, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. That's... you got no perfect candles to find? Oh, no. We just grab them <laughs> from the store. Uh yeah no i i wish i could um i there's different types of christmas trees as well and some people are very partial to which ones they get i Uh know when i see it i want to say it's a douglas fir i don't know i shouldn't have said that Uh because i could be making i've heard douglas fir before so i assume that's a good one yeah yep i think that's the one that's the quintessential christmas tree looking one i think okay. that's the one i prefer as well yeah i think my mom got a different christmas tree once and ruined you christmas. knew you could tell ruined christmas <laughs> what was um, it like a palm tree i mean what's, <laughs> like what's I different there's one that looks like a pine tree i want to say almost a little bit and mm. that's not what you want yeah it doesn't you, have those the needles are different right yeah it doesn't have like the branches and yeah. the leaves quite right okay it's 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 a big deal. So All I do right. I do appreciate the, the finding of the Christmas tree little mm-hmm. montage. Yeah. Um, and also, I was inspired, as I'm drinking right now some mm. hot cocoa. Yes. Uh, when Melissa's car breaks down, luckily just 30 minutes away from the house. Yeah, she made it all the way to Tahoe before her car broke down. Yeah. Got a flat. Yeah. Off and screen. She, <laughs> and she's a Prius driver, so you know, mad respect there. As yeah. I, too, am a Prius driver. I mean, honestly, being in Chicago, I'm surprised she had a car, period. <laughs> um, but a Prius would probably be the way to go. <laughs> um, and as Mr. Christmas tells her... Um, you know, go back in my truck and enjoy some hot cocoa. And she's like, okay. Okay. Nothing can go wrong here. Turns out it's the best cocoa she's ever had. And, uh, the secret ingredient? Cinnamon. 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 I tried it in my own hot cocoa as we were watching the movie. I'm going to start adding some hot cocoa and all, or add some (laughs) cinnamon to my hot cocoa from now on. It's pretty good. I actually, uh, Penzi's Spices, who... They've been around a long time, but lately they've been most popular for running ads that dunk on Donald Trump um, pre-election. They, they're like, we're hard left, buy our spices, which is a strange take. But um, I got their hot cocoa mix once, and it also had a lot of cinnamon in it. Um, was not totally my thing, but like, yeah, okay, fancy spice people are doing it. Let's let a Christmas movie do it too. Mm. He also said a chili flake or hot, something. Yeah, just pepper flakes. A little bit of yeah. hot. So that's a little too crazy. Yeah, for yeah, me. that's out there. But you're welcome to try. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. And then of course, throughout the movie, Natalie keeps running into Christmas, Mr. Christmas, who keeps on saying after their meetings that he has a feeling he'll see her tomorrow. 
Yeah. Um, of course, he's a little more aware of like what the schedule is and what the plan is yeah. at Ta- Tahoe. He he knows he has six jobs. She thinks he's <laughs> normal, so he's like he's like I'll see you tomorrow, and she's like, Are "You sure?" And then the recurring line is, "Pretty sure," right? <laughs> Um, which really was just for callbacks and to be like, oh, she's, they're on this same wavelength. She's saying it to him too. And then another thing that we found out about the character Natalie is even though she's never been in love before, she always is falling in love. She hasn't been in true love before, but she does fall in love quite often and a lot with apparently every guy she meets. Yeah, just very quickly. Very quickly. And done. And so much so that, um, of course, as empty nesters do eventually, you have your own rooms and then they turn those rooms into exercise rooms and rumpus rooms and whatnot. They put all of Natalie's stuff in boxes. And, of course, her and her sister, who was delightful. I really liked the actress. She was great. Her her fake pregnant belly looked (laughs) not great. That was yeah. like a 20-pound baby she was carrying in this dome, but uh, she was good. She was good. Uh, so they go through the boxes, and they discover Natalie's journals. Yeah, her grade school, middle school journals. Yeah, which were very well organized by grade level. And then uh, as they went through them, pretty much just included Natalie and a name of a boy of her class. Yeah. And with a heart around it, right. maybe. And then the next day, it crossed it's out. It's all scribbled out. I don't know why she rewrote the whole thing just to scribble it out. Like that's very forward thinking. Like keep them separate so we know when it started, when it ended. Uh, for and years. And it's interesting. She also said, I think she dreamed of being a novelist, but looking back at her journals, maybe podcasting and, yeah. and talk radio was her thing. To Definitely. Go, there's no writing in no. those journals. No, she, she's <laughs> not great with a pen. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but that was. I'm sort of the source and end of the conflict in the movie was she couldn't find her eighth grade journal and then it turns out they they had they were in band class together in eighth grade and then they kept on almost meeting as they both traveled the world in college and work and stuff and it's like oh I was there too but I was there a month later I was gonna be at the same hotel as you in Lebanon or whatever, but my brother died and I had to watch his kids. So it kept they kept bringing back like, oh, they were sort of fated yeah. and destined to be together. And it kept not lining up. And then ultimately the conflict is Natalie's like, oh, we're moving too fast. I've only we've only no. been hanging out a week. A week, which in movie, you know, lifetime yeah. movies, that's a lifetime. That is a lot longer than the last <laughs> movie we saw. That's twice as long. Twice and they were getting married. Um... <laughs> So then she see she finds her eighth grade journal that for some reason her dad hid from her. Uh, they try to spin it as like, oh, he found it and wanted to give it to her as a surprise. Like, no, dude, you hid it from her. <laughs> She's been looking for that. Uh, don't give it to her right after the fight. And and he she, goes, I didn't read it. So yeah. of course, like, if there was nothing in that eighth grade journal, it wouldn't be that special yeah. of a gift to give her. Right? But. Who knows? Uh, but it. <laughs> 
has his name in it and not all crossed out. And so. just a bunch of stars yeah. and whatnot. Oh, because... they keep saying, look for stars. He was into astronomy yeah. or something. The unicorn. True love they, is like a unicorn. They had... Which is a little... Which I thought was kind of depressing. Because I turn to you and I go, unicorns don't exist. Yeah, you've never... That so doesn't... why do they keep saying love is like... Don't, true love is like a unicorn. Don't look for that. It's not real. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of sort of just metaphors and callbacks and imagery that were like stuffed in there. Actually, that reminds me, right as the movie opened, uh, you you were saying, oh, this has everything. There's a baby coming. There's an ugly sweater thing talking about. There's people owning a new store. They're the top podcaster. There's a trip. There's a storm. They're going by car. Like, they were just cramming so much into this movie to make up for lack of cast and lack and of conflict. And they didn't really, like, follow up or make those anything dramatic. Those yeah. were just all things that Pretty happened. much writing flourishes, yeah. you know? <laughs> so. Oh, and uh, we have to bring up... Uh, you know, as we said, it was filmed during COVID and Jason Priestley's main hobby is being a glass yes. artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they brought up a very nice reference to the first responders mm-hmm. and medical community where he would make these beautiful glass hearts that the character Natalie would see around town, um, which was... Uh, for the first responders yeah. and all their appreciation. They didn't mention COVID. They didn't mention COVID, disease, but, yeah. lockdowns, but they had that. And then they, it kept coming up as symbolism. Yeah. I was honestly, by the end of the movie, I was expecting to see, like, go to glassheartdecorations.org and buy one for... Oh, that would have been cute. That would have been cute. I don't know. Either... <laughs> Either for a money grab or for an actual like <laughs> donation, donation thing, yeah. but like they had them in props. They maybe they only had like ten. I don't know, but yeah, that's such a good idea. That was a missed opportunity lifetime. There missed you opportunity. go. Uh, yeah, so that that kept coming back. I forgot where else I was going with that. No, it's. Not, I mean, I really did love it from the beginning and i know there we keep saying it over and over again there was no conflict but what i loved was there was no conflict you did turn to me and you're like the third love triangle that's gonna come into and that didn't happen Mm, yeah um they didn't there was no like crazy schemes they were very adult uh so natalie's sister goes into labor as natalie is supposed to go and meet chris at the firefighters ball, yeah, that which she is a all, thing. She all decks herself out for it and looks beautiful. There was not a dressing montage, which I missed. <laughs> um, but there of were course, a couple other montages. There were. There was the glass blowing yeah. ghost scene, ghost and there scene. was the decorating. But yeah, there was only one, I think, Christmas song in the movie, mm-hmm. right? So it wasn't too harsh there. Yeah, but. It, uh, I liked it because, oh, like, she's like, oh, my sister's going into labor. You expect, like, to see Chris heartbroken. But the very next scene is what any normal adult would do in real life. She calls Chris and says, oh, my goodness, my sister's going in labor. Like, I can't make it. I'll be there as soon yeah. as I can. Yeah, he's like, cool, I'll hang And he's out. like, great, I'll see you when you get yeah, here. Like... And then at first I thought he would be, like, mad and angry and thought she lied and deceited. Yeah. Nope. No, he... Nothing. Nope. He, he, he stuck waited. around. He waited. Great. <laughs> because <laughs> he did what he said Good he would for do. for him, yeah. He did what she said he would do. 
Um, and also it was, again, these were like people of a, I wouldn't say of a certain age, but they were clearly, I don't, how old is, yeah. uh, Brandon Wash, Mr. They were not in their thirties. Yeah, definitely forties. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart and, and, and Jason Priest. Jason Priest. I keep wanting to call him Brandon, um, are definitely in their forties. They haven't found love before, it, you know, they dated and I really appreciated seeing that love story as well because it's that's probably I, for me anyway and my friends is probably much more common than being straight out of college and yeah. getting married or whatever the case is right. being in your early twenties. These are people that establish their careers mm-hmm. and passions, and yeah, they got know, friends, they got family. Yeah. This is kind of the la- the next thing on their yeah. list, I guess. So I would definitely say for me. Dear Christmas was a surprisingly different and heartwarming, like, adult story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, it was just, which I I went into the whole, uh, she was saying, oh, we don't, we've only been hanging out for a week. Mm-hmm. And then she finds her journal and she's like, oh, the, the recurring thing was like, is true love instantaneous or does it take time to like, for you to know it's real? And then they, they kind of got both. Yeah. Like, oh, it was a weekend. We love it. And we've been into each other since eighth grade. Yeah. So cool. Win win. No philosophical yeah, debate yeah, there. No. Like, ever yeah. take and eat really it too. I really like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, the, so then the only other really strange thing was she she's doing her podcast live on <laughs> Christmas Day, which is weird enough, but that's how he hears. Her basically saying live, like, oh, he was the one. I'm sorry. I hope he comes back and make everyone happy. Um, but while it's going on, her producer best friend, uh, who's, who's her name? Uh, played by Robin Givens. Yeah. Um, who is, for those who don't know, she was the lead in Boomerang. I like to say she was, she was like pre-Holly Berry. She could have been Holly Berry. Maybe she's a little bitter that she never like broke through, <laughs> but she was the hot it black girl in the eighties and nineties. Uh, and I, I told Ian just in case she was also married to Mike Tyson for a little bit. Oh, wow. She's also known for that. Um, and she still looks good. Yes. For 56 years old. Oh yeah. Oh, and we forgot to mention there was little snippets as Natalie was, uh, gearing up for her live podcast. She was like looking for stories of holiday love mm-hmm. and they had three couples that you know sent her stories to be included on her show yeah about that true were, love were really sweet yeah like, they were just really sweet heartwarming different actors that were clearly like produced on, yes. <laughs> on another <laughs> on set <the> yeah <laughs> for covid reasons and that was really sweet and, and queen, ugh, cute and just reminded you of love and good times and uh yeah but you were going to say at the end um, <laughs> yeah at the beginning she her producer was saying hey i'm into this hr guy and natalie says go for it you know hey true love do it and then they're together listening to her live broadcast and this guy we don't know who he is he has no speaking lines. We're thinking maybe he's the director, a producer, a writer, some sort a of... PA, PA with some gravitas. <laughs> someone who looked like an older kind of distinguished guy that they just sat next to her like, hey, pretend you two are into each other. 
He smiled, nodded, reacted, but like she had all the lines and he was just there like to tie up that <laughs> that character arc. Uh, it was so bizarre. It worked. I mean, it wasn't weirder than anything else in the movie where they had a, a Christmas party, but because there was no people, they didn't show the Christmas party. They yeah. say, hey, we're having a Christmas party. And then... The two characters have their scene outside. They say, oh, wow, that party's really great. It's like, <laughs> you can't show, don't tell. You have to tell because COVID. Um, and then the best line, I keep looking because I thought I had the page up. The best line of the movie was at the end after Natalie declares her love and everything is good. Uh, the producer, Robin Givens, calls and she... And Natalie tells her whole family that, oh, Paula just called and it's gone viral. The episode went viral. Who, (laughs) one, who is listening to a live podcast on Christmas Christmas. Eve? And then who is saying, this was so great. Let me share it with all my friends right now, 30 seconds after it ended. It's like, we did it. You've already said she's the most successful podcaster in the country. You don't need to add that that extra icing on the cake there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, I like I said, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I don't know, we haven't talked about this before. Uh-uh. But, but Felicia and Ian, today's our... Oh, yes. Our, our first anniversary. Our, it's a semi-unofficial anniversary? It is a official anniversary okay we've decided saturday after thanksgiving is our anniversary so it's not on the same day every year but it's on a weekend every year and that makes a lot more sense yeah so we can try not to forget it because we're not (laughs) the best people with dates but uh yeah so i i don't know maybe it was just the season i am in my life and where i am with you i really appreciated it and yeah the um, and one really heartwarming thing is, you know, they talked about how everything go- went so fast and their love and Chris, Jason Priestley's character was like, well, I fell in love with you at the fireman's ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just thinking, do you know when I fell in love with you is? I have no idea. You don't? I don't think so. Maybe if, when you tell me, I'll remember. <laughs> I put you on the spot. I, w- I wouldn't say fell in love, but I definitely, I, I have no bones about it that our first date was not great. Oh, yeah. No, that's the first four were all pretty spotty. It is not. Which, that's how I roll. So, like, for me, they were just normal dates, but. It is not great. You stuck it out. I did. <laughs> I am a winner, I think. But yeah. when I really appreciated you, and I feel like I got you as a person, mm-hmm. was when you showed me your out, like your layout of your apartment and all the furniture, and I asked you if you was drawn to scale, and you said, of course it is. Wow. I would not have guessed that. <laughs> Why? How, what? <laughs> Why that of all <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is that 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 did it for me. Wow. That was my like. Okay, I I can trust this guy. I like this guy. So that that was that was what did it. If you never showed me your apartment layout plan, we may not be wow. here today. Wow. There there's a few things that if I never said or did, we probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> so there you go. Be open and honest when you're dating and. You, n- you never know what someone will like, but as long as it's 
really you. That's that's what matters, right? That's all that matters. And you never know <laughs> when it's going to happen. Whether you're 13 or 20 or 60 years old, you can find love at any age and just be honest with yourself. Oh my gosh, we're sounding like one of these movies. Oh, it's happening oh, after no. two movies. Oh, no. I've watched more than two. Oh. But I will say... Uh, I as I was looking it up, uh, Melissa Joan Hart, of course, is Clarissa explains it all, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, witch. But she has also like, as many of you Christmas movie people would know, <laughs> she has uh, evolved into her career of being like maybe I wouldn't say the go to go girl, but she has starred She's into. She's done a lot. Uh, let's see. Um, Next movie that we are watching, she directed, which okay. is Feliz Navidad. Yeah. Um, and she also starred in Lifetime's Christmas Reservations, A Very Nutty Christmas, A Very Merry Toy Store, and she also starred in Hallmark's Broadcasting Christmas. She's... Got that look, which is white and blonde. Yeah. every <laughs> She's the every woman kind of thing. Yeah. She's yeah. not too beautiful. She's not, you know... Yeah, she look she looks good and she's got a name and her acting is perfectly fine. Yeah. She, Which I, I, she almost cried in this movie, I think. Yeah. So that was good. And Jason Priestley, of course, we all know from Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh. And he after that did some other roles and started getting directing. But I really like him as um, you know, this character of like yeah. the dad or older <laughs> dad now. Yeah. Because... He still got it going on. He does for still sure. got. Honestly, I did not recognize him. I'm really bad with faces, but uh, if I didn't know that, like Jason Priestley's in the movie, I'd be like, "Who? Who is that?" <laughs> um, but good for him anyway. You know, Zac Efron's kind of the same way, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Who knows, Zac? Who knows what's gonna happen? Just keep doing you, I guess. Doing you so. and doing what you love. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know what's next up for our Christmas movies. I'm I'm a little tempted to go and cross over to something on another channel. Um, yeah, well, we keep teasing Feliz Navidad. Yeah, so it's going to happen. So that might be the next one, and then we'll yeah. see if we go Hallmark or something else. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm really looking forward to you watching and experiencing the other ones. Oh, boy. And uh, see what see what the other channels are offering. So yeah. I feel like your heart is is being chiseled one by one. <laughs> no. I just hope it's something that can be undone once it's been done. Ah. So we will wrap it up there. I'd say. And um, let's say what's what's our if you have any recommendations, comments, questions, or concerns. Yeah. Or if you are Jason Priestley, yes. holla at your girl. Definitely. We're in L.A., so. <laughs> at Felicia and Ian's podcast, no S, at gmail.com. So that's yeah. Felicia and Ian podcast. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Great. Awesome. Bye. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye.